What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 134 of the Dawson D Show, and today we sit down with social media megastar and kindness king, it's Sozza. Now, when we say social media megastar, we mean it. Sam started his kindness videos only two years ago, and how are these for numbers? 5.7 million TikTok followers, just under 700,000 Instagram followers, and over 400k YouTube subscribers. This guy is ginormous on these platforms. We guarantee if you look up his account, there's a very high chance you've seen his work. Sam was kind enough to join us on the show and tell the story of not only his huge come up, but the true stories behind why he started doing this style of content and the battles he's had to face. He shared the heartbreaking childhood stories of bullying and mental health battles and fast tracking to the present day, the battles he still faces with haters, which you just won't believe. But the work he's doing now is truly life changing. He shared the names of some of the unbelievable celebrities he's had the opportunity to collab with on his videos, including Shaq, Young Gravy and Damien Lillard, plus the ones that are in the works. We heard about the most amazing experiences he's set up for families in need and the impact of these videos. And on top of all the experiences, Sam shared some raw stories and gave us amazing insight into how these videos are filmed, the money that gets put into them and secrets from behind the camera. This episode will certainly tug on your heartstrings, but I'm sure you'll feel uplifted afterwards. Finally, if you're new to the show, welcome. And remember to hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss a future episode of the show. But that's enough from me. Let's get into this powerful episode with Sam Wiedenhofer, or better known online as It's Sozza. All right, Doss, we're here with our next guest in uh, our new studio, and we can't wait to welcome Sam Wiedenhofer. Welcome to the Doss and D Show. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, yeah, good opportunity. Glad to hop on today. Firstly, how did I go with pronouncing that? Pretty well. It's a hard name to pronounce, <laughs> but you've done well. I'm definitely. glad. That's always a first we're probably, step. We're probably talking to the, probably the most generous man on the planet, I would, I would nearly say. Especially in this city, yeah. Uh, it's Sosa. <laughs> so tell us about that. There, there's a name behind it. You're obviously massive on... Well, let's not list off the platforms. Every platform you're on, you're, you're, you've got a massive fan base. Tell us about It's Sozza and how this all came about. Yeah, yeah. So It's Sozza is, I guess, my channel name now, but it was a name. So Sozza was a name I had in primary school, not really for any exact reason, but I was just a normal kid, grew up with a good family. But at the age of five years old, I was uh, diagnosed with a speech impediment. So all through school... I was bullied significantly. I'd be that kid who would have no friends. I'd go, you know, cry by myself, get made fun of. Even some teachers would make fun of me. And Sosa was always my nickname, not really for bullying reasons. But as I grew up and as I started to hop on this mental health, you know, like start a mental health channel and platform, I decided why can't I use a name that can make me look back and realize how far I've come, what I went through. And I guess looking back on that name, It's Sozza, just inspires me every single day just to be a better person, a kinder person, and just to spread love in the world and show those kids and, you know, those teachers who weren't nice to me that I was just a kid with a speech impediment, but now I can be that kid who can change the world with that voice I was bullied for, so. Wow. It's amazing. And you're almost not faceless, but we when we watch your videos, we see their reactions of the people on the other side. So, because a lot of people would have seen your videos, even if the name doesn't ring a bell straight off the bat. So tell us about how it actually got started in those initial videos. Yep. So definitely. Actually, to begin with, I started uploading to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. At the time, it was kind of just to build a name for myself. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I started interviewing people in public, doing pranks, 
at that <laughs> point in time, I was really like struggling with my mental health. I was like, this isn't me. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm done. And then I had a close friend who was like, just be yourself. Like, you just have to inspire people with who you are and what you've been through. I didn't think much of it. A few months later came on and I was on a trip in Melbourne and I was like, actually, like, no matter how people have treated me, no matter how much I've been bullied, I've been that person who's nice back. Like, I'll always mm. stand up for someone in a situation. Like, I'll just always be a kind person. So I uploaded a kindness video to social media. At the time, no one was doing this. Like, there was no big American creator spreading kindness. So I do believe I was the first person to, like, create this impact you see now. And then I just started my first act of kindness video uh, in Melbourne City, actually, uh, like two years ago. So. What was that first one? Can you remember? Can you share yeah, that? Yeah, so I, I was in Melbourne. I was like, what should I do today? So I went to the supermarket. I grabbed a marker, a balloon, some chocolate and some flowers. And I wrote on the balloon. It was kind of like a prank, but like uh, a wholesome kindness prank. And I wrote on the balloon, I'm feeling sad. And I put it behind a girl and it said, I'm feeling sad. I walked up to her and said, are you doing all right? And she's like, no, I'm actually like struggling at the moment with my mental health. And I gave her these flowers and chocolate and she like had the biggest smile on her face. Like I believe she even cried at the time and that just made me feel like amazing. And I'm like, if I can do that to other people, like who knows the impact that this could create. Were yeah. you expecting off the back of that video for everything to explode the way that it did? No, it definitely. I think going through the comments and being someone I've always struggled with, I guess, reading online comments, going through them, it definitely took off, but like the support and the positive comments I received back just made me feel amazing. So from there, I was like, I'm never going to stop this. You really haven't looked back since. Like it's incredible what you've done. You've traveled for it. It's, it's amazing. We're going to get into it all and the celebrities you've worked with. But you mentioned, and I would like to address this quite early because you said, I think some people think that these videos could be put on, set up, fake. And I know you've dealt with all of that. So can you explain kind of the hate that you copped Mm. indirect by yeah doing this style of content yeah definitely so i receive a lot of comments saying like this isn't genuine or you look like bs you effort go kys like some pretty bad wow. comments with these people not even knowing who i am mm. and like you know people who say it's all for money it's all for this but like they don't know who I am. They don't know what I've been through. Like I still struggle with my mental health and I'll be open about it. But like for me, the most important thing. So I guess I, can I, I kind of like go off topic a bit. Mate, like, mate, mate, it's a podcast. Yeah, we can, love it. Okay, awesome. So at the age of seven years old, and I get quite emotional talking about this. I was sitting at home in front of a TV, just a normal night. And I answered the phone call and I saw my uncle Ken was calling. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll answer this phone call. Uh, he was screaming his head off, like bawling his eyes out, crying. And I was like, I answered the phone. I was like, what's going on? I'm going to put this over to my mum. And then my mum answered the phone. She just started bawling her eyes out. My dad did too. They don't get emotional often. So I was like, what's happened here? Like, what have I witnessed? And it turns out that my auntie killed herself and my uncle walked in on it when he got home. And I was the first person to ever find out about that. And 
from that moment on, it gave me like PTSD about mental health. I was scared to talk about it. I'd always struggle with depression from that moment on being like an eight year old boy. But like, I wouldn't speak up about it because I was scared what people would think. And like going through that at that age, like had a massive effect on who I am today. And that's the real reason why I created this platform is like every video I post, people can hate, you know, but I know I'm a genuine person and all I want is to spread love. And some of the comments I've received are going, you know, you've saved my life. I've genuinely had people text me saying that video saved my life. I saw you in public today. You gave me a flower and I was like had a suicide note. I was going to jump off a bridge tonight. I've had those messages multiple times. And I'm like, isn't that what life means? Like to receive that, like to actually be able to save someone's life. Like what does money, does fame, none of that matters at the end of the day. So to receive that support and to all the people out there who hate on these kindness videos, that's not going to make you go hurt yourself if you see a video and you're like, oh, what an idiot. Like, you know, like, is this real? It's like, does it really matter? Like if I'm posting that and it saves someone's life, or it can have that effect on someone, I don't care if you don't like the video. You can hate on it as much as you want, but to know it can actually save someone's life, that's what matters to me, mm. like out of anything in the world. So off the back of that then, do you yeah. want to share the fact that people think you probably earn millions of dollars and that's why you're giving it all out because you live like a rock star and you get to, <laughs> you get to be with the rock stars and hang yeah. out with them and... You know, they probably think that's part of the persona too. Like, do you want to share what you told us just before? Like, you're just, mate, you just caught the tram here. Yeah, like, yeah. you didn't rock up in your Ferrari or your Porsche or your Tesla. Like, so, no, nah, I don't have a car. I don't even have a license because I've never set aside enough money to really get it, to be honest. Yeah, I caught the tram here and I guess all the money I make, like, of course, with my brand deals, I pay rent, I eat, I go out sometimes, but like, you know, I put so much more back into it, like 80% of the money coming back into my bank account just goes back into it. So I just want to like give as much as I can. I don't want to gain anything at the end of the day. Um, I just want to spread as much kindness as I can and make it cooler every time. So I'm just a normal person putting as much back in as I can, I guess. So. Take us behind the scenes of, of the videos when you shoot them. So the secrets of the camera work, where does the camera <laughs> yeah. sit and like... The one the other day with Young Gravy, and we'll get into that story shortly, but where you go in for the hug, it looks like I don't looks like the camera's like here on your chest or yeah, your stuff. Yeah. Tell us uh, how does that work? So there's multiple, I guess, different camera techniques. So sometimes they go like because I, if I don't have much money at the time or I'm like, you know, the POV, it can be a GoPro sitting on my chest and I try and hide it as much as possible. And then obviously if I get a videographer, it's filmed on like a Sony 4K camera from a distance. So I guess all the acts of kindness, we try and make as genuine as possible so people don't know what's going to happen. Like all of them are real and yeah. Do you have to get permission from the person? Straight yeah, up. I get permission from all the people. Uh, so all the people in my acts of kindness, I ask for permission. And then sometimes with assigned videos, it can be difficult. Yeah, like, of course. You can't really like, oh, can I get permission? But like with the like main acts of kindness, we always ask for permission. When so. you say assigned videos, what does that mean? As in like if you've seen the – if you're uh, struggling with depression or anxiety. Oh, the signed like videos. free money, flip that over. Yeah. yeah. That type of stuff can be difficult, but we try our best, but – yeah. In, that, in that moment when people come up to you and hug you and you're someone that you just said you've struggled with your mental health and you're open about it, when you hold up that sign, 
and someone hugs you, how, what does that actually feel like? Like a, a stranger hug, hugging a stranger and we've been talking about this recently and having a bit of a joke about it, mm. mate, because yeah, yeah. I am someone that I think I've just realised is I feel alive when I have a random interaction, a positive interaction with a stranger. I'll give an example. So me and my girlfriend were at the hot springs and someone asked for the time. Yeah. And they saw I had a watch and I gave them the time and I walked off and I felt so good. <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds yeah, really bad. Yeah. I'm not giving away anything. But Garni, my partner, was like, I, I was like, geez, I feel good. And she's like, yeah, that's because that's, that's what makes you thrive. And then the same thing happened. We moved house recently and someone came and got our couch for free and we were set. We were like, we're giving away for free because we don't want to help. Like they mm. can carry it down. They can have it for free though. They rocked up and they were three lovely blokes and we're like, now nah, let's help them. So we helped them carry it out, but we felt so good. Like tell us how that feels when you're making someone else, like someone else that might be really sad. And what's that feeling like interaction like with a stranger? I think it's amazing and you meet some amazing people. So when I stand out in a mall or a street with a sign, it definitely catches a lot of attention. But what people don't realize is there's actually people out there who have no one to talk to. Like they struggle with depression. They struggle with mental health. They might not want to see someone about it. But I have had some like really, I guess, emotional people. Like they'll just start bawling out crying, like saying they thought no one was there for them. And like this has saved their life. Some of the interactions are just beautiful because you feel like, yeah, I don't know. Some people just, you know, it's just amazing what a stranger can do and what an impact someone can have on you. And I've had positive impacts myself. Like I give so much out to the world, but every so often, like I'll be standing there with a sign and someone would go get me a coffee or <laughs> someone would buy me flowers. And that's a lot of what keeps me going because it's not easy. Behind the scenes, stuff can be, you know, some people are awful, like, but like that's the stuff that keeps me going, you know? So it's mm. just amazing the interactions you can have with strangers and people you don't even know and yeah. Typically, how long does it take to film a, a, a video in terms of how long does it take to actually get people to be, I don't know, open or approach you or? Yeah, so with a hugging videos, usually probably like two hours, but say if we like take a family on an experience, some of them mm. are prearranged because... I believe in helping a family who needs it rather than I don't think it's not genuine. I think it's more genuine because you're showing love to your family who have been through a difficult time. And to them, that kindness means a lot where picking a random family off a street, you may not feel as much significance yeah. or they may be able to go afford to do it themselves. Mm. Um, so a lot of the videos like the NBA, Shaquille O'Neal, Disneyland, we do reach out. I do all this myself. So I reach out to charities. I'll reach out to fundraisers. Um, so some of these videos can be like weeks in preparation. Mm. And then on the day, it can take six or eight hours. You put a videographer in at $80 an hour. Like you're constantly yeah. forking mm. back. So I guess it depends on the video. But yeah, anywhere, the shortest video, really an hour, but anywhere to like eight to 10 hours. And then all the preparation that goes into it as well can oh, be hours. So. I was just going to say, would you be open to sharing? All right, I've got this. You've got this idea. Yeah. You want to get Shaq involved, take the family, do that experience. Can you take us basically from when the idea happens? What do you do? Maybe explain that scenario and what happened. Yeah, so, well, with the Shaquille O'Neal thing, I actually had a sponsor, a, a burger joint, Royal Stacks in Melbourne. If 
You had a room. Lovely Shacks. burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a burger, man. a burger man. Yeah, yeah, they actually paid me for a brand deal and then they hit me up and they go like, you know, we know we've paid you for a brand deal, but we don't feel like it's enough. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not enough? Like, I appreciate you coming on board as a sponsor, paying me to do what I do. But like, you deserve to do something. Like, you deserve to take a stranger somewhere and we'll just give it to you. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, Shaquille O'Neal's coming to Melbourne. We're getting you like tickets to meet him um, and you can take a stranger. And I'm like, that's crazy. So they were just, the kindness of their hearts. A lot of the time it is, people see my videos and they just want to be kind. Like you would never think even celebrities I reach out to, they get back to me. And some of them are just such genuine, normal people mm. at the end of the day. So... I guess the pre preparation that goes into it, if I have an idea, I just try and make it happen. Like I'll search Instagram, LinkedIn, all those people for like managers, event planners, everything. Good on you, man. You know, I just want to make people's dreams come true. Who have been some of your favorite celebrities to work with? Or have you got a cool story about a deal that might have taken, you know, a few weeks to, you know, a few strings to pull and to get it all to happen? Uh, yeah, so definitely I think the Shaquille O'Neal thing was amazing. Mm. So we didn't have much like communication with him, but we took a kid, Riley, who was battling um, leukemia. We took him and his mum, who were massive Lakers fans, to meet Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, that was an amazing opportunity. Um, what else have we done? We've had we've met Damien Lillard through what we do. So wow. we took a kid with in a car accident to meet Damien Lillard. We... Yeah, recently met Young Gravy and did a video with him. And then he invited me to go out after with him, which was awesome, and his team. So he was such a genuine person. So how does that one come about? Do you reach out to him? Does he reach out to yeah, you? Yeah, so I reached out to him three three months ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do something in LA. Let, let's do something huge, like give away a car. Or, it fell through. He didn't get back to me. Two months later, he's in Melbourne in two days. I'm like, he's not going to respond like... I don't know, but busy. So I reached out to him and he was like, no worries, like, let's meet up in Melbourne, where, where you at? And then <laughs> we ended wow. up taking two uh, strangers backstage and at first we thought, you know, this is a cool experience for the strangers, they'll get to meet Gravy. It might only be for 30 seconds or a minute we get there. It's like, have as many drinks as you want, Laser Beam walks in the room, who else? Laser Beam, Swagger, uh, all these people walk in the room and we get to like talk to all of them. Young Gravy like sets us aside for like 10 or 15 minutes. We chat with him. He interacts with the strangers, plays his music to them. He's like, you know, uh, sending back to him. So it was such an amazing experience. And then after there was an after party as well. And Didn't they go on stage? Yeah, they went on stage as well. So Young Gravy took him and some of the other team up to go on stage and do a shoey with Young Gravy. Um, so to know that, I guess I was just that kid who was no one, like getting bullied to see that we have a connection with people like that and they respect what we do and they show so much love back. It's just like such an amazing feeling. And that's like, what's the limit? Like there's no mm. limit on this. Who's on the bucket list do you think to get someone to really be a part of the biggest helping human project, someone you can just give everything to who's the big name that you would just love to be involved uh, like celebrity yeah yeah so i definitely think ed sheeran and melbourne in a week and a bit i do have contacts there so that's potentially possible i was looking uh so i have a friend i stayed with in la um and he knows everyone so like every manager ever so we got 
Kid Leroy, I believe, is happening. Wow. So next time Kid Leroy comes to Australia, I'll get to do something with him. Potentially Ed Sheeran. We do have contact somewhat with Harry Styles' manager, but I don't think it will happen. Yeah. But I'm like praying you never know. Like he is huge. Yeah. Like if you took a girl to meet him, like who's going through a tough time, her life's changed forever. Like yeah. Yeah, people are obsessed. Like people are waiting since like – Yesterday morning, like it's crazy. Did you think about doing anything with Logan Paul and KSI when they were here? Uh, a little bit, but yeah, nothing with them. But yeah, I guess I was caught up with the young gravy stuff. But I think just making yeah as many connections as possible. It's amazing to see who's jumped on board. So a few weeks ago, I was looking at my phone uh, in bed, and I was just uh, clicked on the verified like, oh yeah, this video is popping off. Who followed me? And I like. I'm like Nelly crying and my girlfriend's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, Jamie Foxx, like that is crazy. What? So I think he's the biggest person. So I'm trying to like get something in the works with him. And then we've had like Gary V, Jay Shetty, Hassan Whiteside, Baby No Money, Young Gravy, Shaq, like all these people, like we have connections with that. And this is crazy. So I just want to grow that and get these people involved in what we do. So... It's amazing the impact celebrities have too. Mm. Like it's unbelievable. You've popped off pretty quickly. Like you said, you've been doing it about two years, which is, and it's enormous growth in two years. How long did it take to start popping off? What was your first really big video or big YouTube? Uh, Yeah, so I'd say obviously growing up myself with uh, struggles with depression and mental health, I would always listen and watch Jay Shetty. Mm -hmm. I just found him so interesting, like everything he stands for. He's just such an amazing human. Kindness wasn't a thing on social media and I get why people don't like it sometimes. It's so saturated. Yeah. So they're like, who's genuine these days, you know? But I did my first ever hugging video, which was the first, I think, on TikTok, on Instagram. And I posted it and within, I think, was it a night Jay Shetty shared it to all his followers, like 11, 12 million people he shared it on TikTok as well. Um, And then, yeah, my channel just took off. And I think over the span of, it would have been, at one point, it would have been two weeks. TikTok banned me because I grew 600,000 followers in like 10 days. So why do they ban you though? Because they genuinely said I was growing too fast. They thought it was (laughs) Holy shit! I'm not lying. That's when you're buying the followers. That's when it like took off. And then I had to like get in contact with them and I freaked out. Because um, I thought my account was banned for spreading kindness. So that's kind of when it really took off was April 2021. So within like two months of doing it, um, the kindness, it took off. And now it's a lot harder. You always have to like really come up with, okay, how can I make this better? Who can I get involved? Because too many people are jumping on it. Well, I was going to ask, is there, do you see any bullshit in the, not industry that's a but people that are trying to follow what you're doing but their intent is to grow a big audience very quickly rather yeah than yeah so not so much i think the bigger creators now are quite established and genuine people but i have heard of other people from melbourne not going to name names but not necessarily kindness but say they do a brand deal they literally go oh yeah so oh fifty dollars oh yeah uh, it's not yours. I'm taking it back. 
So some people actually like give people money, take it back. Some people oh, film. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then some other creators film stuff with homeless people and they give them $20. If I'm going to film something with a yeah. homeless person, this on the situation, but if I am, I'm going to give them enough money so they can actually try and make a change in their lives. I'm going to spend time with them. I'm going to catch up with them. I'm going to go get coffee with them. And I do. Like the people I meet, I'm not going to go see you later. I'm posting this video. I'm going to connect with them if they need help i will try and help them i constantly try and show love in their lives buy them coffee spread love buy them food on the street i don't want that shit filmed but like if i'm going to film someone like that i'm gonna make a genuine and a real connection with this person i'm not gonna give them 20 dollars, film it and walk away i'm actually gonna give them like i don't care all the money in my bank account to put a smile on their face and trust they'll do something good with it because they get judged so much and it's like, well, you don't know what they've been through. Like if they go and spend this money on the wrong thing, like too bad. But like if they actually try and make a difference, you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I was just going to like, this is a bit of devil's advocate mm-hmm. too, which we're all about here, which is some people would say like, well, why can't you and other people that do create this content, why does it have to be filmed? Why can't people just do it without filming? What, what would be your opinion there? I think without filming it, I genuinely couldn't do what I do because I just wouldn't have enough like finance or support to be able to do that. And then I think posting it as much as some people are of course going to hate on it and dislike it and say it's all for this reason, that's not going to affect them in a negative way. They're just going to go, oh, I don't like it, like stuff this guy. Maybe out of jealousy, maybe out of hate, even if it's not, they're going to forget about it. But if someone sees that video and it saves their life, it makes a difference in their life, they might not forget about that in 10 years. Do you know what I mean? So if it has a positive impact on someone, the negative impact it has on someone else, that's not going to last. It's not affected to them. And wouldn't you rather much see that content than someone being a tosser online? Like there's so many of them these days. Well, it's interesting because... Like, like you said, if that change, the flip side is if that changes the everyday person's approach and they might go and replicate that kindness and you're doing, obviously you're making a huge difference there too. But it's interesting and on Doss's point and we love talking about it because you do see occasionally, and it's always Christmas time where there's big YouTubers in the world and they'll go and do a video where they'll go the help the homeless or somebody in need. And yes, the act is very nice and it's very good and it, it spreads kindness at Christmas time. But at the same time, that's not what they're known for and they're banking yeah. all this money for. It's hard. Like it's yeah. – where do you sort of sit on that? Do you think it's yeah. like they should be doing it because it spreads more awareness or should they not be doing it if they're I, just trying to make a dollar yeah. out of it? I think so. And I look at like people like Mr. Beast and he genuinely puts so much back yeah. into it. Like it's crazy. So I think – As a creator, you should always want to invest more and try and change people's lives. Like, for example, I have never, ever... You put YouTube shorts into example. I don't get revenue from TikTok or Instagram. So I've never, ever, ever made more money than I've spent on a video ever. Like, if you add everything up, never. Like, if you add all of them up, I've put way more back into it than I've received back. Like, all the donations, everything, I'd say... I would have maybe rent, food for the last two years, maybe 50 grand, but I've put 150, 200 grand back in. Mm. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. Clearly you do it because you just love the feeling that you get mm. helping others. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. And it can, you know, like I've said multiple times this podcast, it can save lives and it can 
truly make a difference in people's lives. So, so are you a big fan of Mr. Beast? Like, obviously, not many people have a bad word to say about him, but he is his whole approach is obviously giving back and. Yeah, yeah. Do you, is he an influence to you? Is it someone you would love to work with one day? Yeah, definitely. So I've definitely wanted to work with him, and yeah. I do think I will be able to in the next six months or a year. Yeah, no, I definitely do, and I think recently he did a video like helping a thousand blind people. Like, so with him, I like how I think now he's starting to look more who needs help. Yeah, where it was just always helping whoever. Where now I think he's taken the other side of things, which I like. But now he's definitely an inspiration to me as a creator. So someone to look up to. Um, yeah. Do you ever get uh, pulled aside on the street and people notice who you are now? Like, is is that? What yeah, it's become yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. So I've even had situations of hate on the street, like people bagging me, like swearing at me, like yeah, pretty bad situations as well. When you're not fi- when you're not filming? Or yeah, when yeah, when I'm not filming. So I've had definitely positive uh encounters, like so many people ask for photos, say they love what I do, but I have had a few negative ones in person as well. So what, what yeah. can you give us an example? Like I, I find it because we've had people on the show that are creators as well and mm. we often have asked them around hate comments and, and a couple of them have, or a lot of them have said the hate never happens to your face. So can you share with us you, that's, you just mentioned that's not true, but well, there you yeah. go. Well there you go. Like cause typically yeah. that's what people just assume. So what is maybe one or two, you know, interactions you might have had and how yeah, have you yeah. felt after it? Like has it really hit your confidence in what you're doing and so with everything, so well to kick things off, I started this in Adelaide. I started it what, a year and a half, two years ago. And it started to Adelaide's a small city. Like, it's crazy. Like, someone knows who you are. Everyone knows who you are. Like, you know that person. It's probably your friend's sister. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. knows. Like, Tasmania, right? Are you originally from Adelaide? Yeah. I'm, yeah okay. I'm originally from Adelaide. And I started, when I started my platform, I was, like, into, like, clubbing a bit. Like, you know, I, I wasn't really who I was. But it was honestly, like, I'm genuinely saying, like, being a celebrity there because it's just – you like literally will go out into public, 150 people will be staring at you at once. Like it's next level crazy. So my mental health got bad in Adelaide to the point where I had people coming up to me, not saying nice things about me, not because anything I've done, but because genuinely everyone knew who I was. And they're like, I want to be this guy who is this guy. Like everyone knows him. So I was like, had to pack my bags and move the fuck out of there yeah. because of how, how much it got to me. And as me, like being not that known back then compared to like other celebrities, I imagine how tough it would be for them. Like I can somewhat relate because being in that situation in a small city, it was hard. So I had a few encounters. Uh, one, just the simple stuff, a guy coming up to me and being like, Sozza, like no one fucking cares about you. You do this for fame. Fuck off. Like mind my language, but some pretty harsh things. And then I had a really bad situation with a girl who – would always come into my videos and put the rude finger up and start abusing me in my ear for just spreading acts of kindness. She didn't know anything about me. And one day she came up to me in a positive manner 
And I was like, wow, have I like changed this person? Who is she? And she goes, hi, Sam. Like I've seen you on the news. Like it's really good what you're doing. And I'm like, thank you. How have you been? I appreciate the support. Because with me, someone feeds me hate. I'm going to tell them like, I feel sorry for them. Like keep going. Like if someone ever hates on me, I'll only send love back. I've never been in a situation I've told someone to F off. Or I don't like who you are. Because I'm not like that. Like I believe the only way you can beat hate in this world is with love. If you give hate back to someone, it's just going to do this. Yeah, which which I was going to ask you about. I mean, we we're obviously on a much smaller scale, but we mm. uh, we cop a lot of hate too on on <laughs> yeah. ev- every, on every platform that yeah. we're on. And some of them we actually turn into you know comedy sketches <laughs> on our, uh, our <laughs> podcast. We'll call them out and yeah. dissect, dissect their grammar. But uh, like I, I've got the same approach. I always I always think kill them with kindness because I mean I've never retaliated on social media. I mm. put, put my hand on my heart and say I've never done it. But there's, there's times <laughs> where and there's times where you're just that close. Like yeah. I just. It builds up and how do you how do you not retaliate? Yeah, definitely. It definitely builds up and Or do, or does or do people come into your rescue and retaliate for you? Like your your followers or your friends? Yeah, a lot of the time people do. Uh there was recently a oh, I don't know if I should get real hands on, but there was something that affected me the other day. I'll I'll go back to the topic before, then I'll go back okay, to this. Go I don't want to lose go it. For it. So this girl, yeah, came up to me in a negative manner. Uh, in Rundle Mall and she starts saying all these posit- positive things about me. Um, she's like, I've seen you on the news. It's really good what you're doing lately. Turns out she just wanted to get me feeling good and then bam. She's like, oh. I effing hate you. I hate what you do. I hate what you stand for trying to punch me in my face. And yeah, like every time I saw her, like she'd just come up. She'd abuse me How really badly. My age. Okay. Don't know what it was. She was definitely going through struggles herself. Oh, yeah. It was sad to see, but it does happen in person. And sometimes I do. I do feel cautious for my safety. Like in Bali, we gave someone 500 Australian dollars. We had people follow us to our car oh, and try and open course, the door yeah. because we got money. Like, so there is times like you do feel unsafe, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's definitely managing safety and yeah, it can get pretty crazy. But going back to what you said before, I definitely think it can be hard at times, but I know that I'm in this for, I kind of look back and I go, well, why am I in this for? I know why I'm in this for, so I'm just going to send love back. And it can get really challenging at times. So the other day, there was a situation that I'm going to talk about. It affected me, but some guy on TikTok put up a video. I had a sign and I had flowers. I didn't have time to finish this video. So I filmed this for an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't have time. So I'm going to leave the sign up with good intentions and flowers. So someone takes a photo of this and throws the flowers everywhere. Makes it look like a mess. He posts it to this guy who does new stuff on TikTok. And the news guy makes a video of it out of it saying oh he exploits people for fame he he's littered in public like we should be contacting the police what an awful person is a shit person like nobody likes him type thing in a video and that impacted me because i looked through the comments and it was kind of like you don't hear of a haters often but if you hear of them, they'll come together on one post and bag you. So I had people I knew from Adelaide talking awful things about me saying, ha finally the Dan full of it's Soza. Like he's always been a shit person. I had a girl on their comment. He was so rude. He came into more work and his friend ordered for him. 
like what a shit person like he, he you know this is all for the camera so like hearing those comments together do affect me and I think it's kind of distancing yourself and your mental health and putting yourself in the real world you have to kind of break the social media and the real world and you just have to focus on you know who you are you know why you do it but sometimes it gets to me and that has got to me lately like I have to be honest it's not easy sometimes you know mm. Can you touch a little bit on, like you mentioned just briefly, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Like you liked in going out and clubbing and stuff. Can you talk maybe about who you were around that time and like, has there been a change in who you are in the last kind of couple of years? You've become yeah. more about others than yourself or what What was your lifestyle like then? I was, I was always a kind person. I was always giving back. But like honestly, yeah, the first few months it got to me and I was like, oh, yeah, like – everyone knows who I am and it was a hard mental health space where sometimes you have to knock your head back in and now I never go off topic it was tough at that time so because you could imagine going out in public a hundred people looking at you people asking for photos and then the night you go out people are shoving phones in your face it was just such a weird feeling to be around and it got me in a bad headspace where I was like okay let's go clubbing again but then one day I was like nah like I hate this like this isn't for me like and then I just packed my bags and moved out and that helped me change as a person. But I was never a bad person for doing that. That was nothing. It was just sometimes it does like have a negative effect on you, the hate or, you know, people being obsessed with you. It can like switch your ways. But I was always still the same genuine person. Yeah. It was just like a tricky time in my life. But I'm glad I had that. Like I'm glad I think going through challenges, like going through phases, you don't know who you are as a person is good because when you do know who you are as a person, you won't go back to that. Or I always say like to people like, in your greatest challenges, you find your greatest strengths. And I believe in that completely. Like, I believe if I didn't go through that time, I couldn't manage, like, being who I am, having a healthy lifestyle or even, like, losing my auntie. I look at it from, yes, I lost her. Like, it was so hard for me. But, like, since I believe I've saved 10,000 people or since being born with a speech impediment, I've taught other kids who have a speech impediment that you aren't different in the world. If you have a disability, you shouldn't be looked at as being different. And if people do, being different is a good thing, mm, you know? Definitely. So I think all my challenges I've been through and they're positive. Like I look at it from that side. Like it's made a difference to other people. What was your plan yeah. prior to obviously exploding on social media? What yeah. did you? What, what were you planning uh, on doing in life? Were you yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. definitely an AFL player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty follow. So I'm a Hawks supporter. A Hawks um, man. So All right. We'll show him the I'm door. S- I'm still mad at Tom Mitchell now. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Mitchell might see this on my story. So no. well, we're trying. We would love. We <laughs> actually, get Tom, we've so. reached out to Tom, so we're just waiting to hear back. From I'll, him. Uh, I'll pass him on i know him so oh, oh yeah i'll be... pass him on to you guys so he's a he's a great guy but yeah he's very supportive with what i do as well so. he, he, he does seem like a good bloke so afl player did you did, did you plan on going in any yeah. other industry or um did well, you always have it was always social a, media? it was always a youtuber from the start but as a kid you know you'd post funny videos but there was just too much hate and i think I always, a big thing I am starting to do or want to do is speak in schools because the amount of hate you get online. For example, I've had a lot of kids who would post YouTube videos, whether it be music, whether it be art, 
But what I don't understand is like giving people hate for their art. Like yeah. their art is what will make a difference in this world. Like if you don't like that, you're at there. Some guy bullied me for starting TikTok interview videos, but he was posting music videos online with 90 views. And I don't get it has 90 views. But the fact is, why are you hating on someone for doing their art? Why are you trying to stop someone? Are you jealous to see their success? Or 100%. Do you know I what think. I mean? And I think you should never hate on someone for doing their art because podcasters, interviewers, kindness people, like just... They're trying to do something. They're trying to do some cool shit in the world. So why hate on it? Just because you're working a part-time job that you hate. or That's right. You know? 100%. Do you, do you feel in a rush? And I mean, mm. you can, like, do you compare yourself with other creators at all? Whether it's in the same kind of niche of mm. content or other creators that you might be friends with, other YouTubers. And yeah. you look and someone like it. Mr. Beast is a big example, but I'm sure you know other creators that are earning good money too. I know you're a great example. You so, couldn't have brought up a better question. So do you yeah. look at them and go, like sometimes go, I've got this huge following, but I'm not earning money. Am I, yeah. am I, am I falling behind? Do I need to then create more? Does yeah. it then become more stressful? Like It's stressful. Like lately I've been stressed. I haven't seen much income for the past few months. I still put everything I have back into it. Like I owe my videographer money. I've got... Not much in my bank account at all, I'm being honest, because I constantly put back. But like I believe that kindness will come back no matter how tough it gets. The day I don't have money, some miracle happens. It's happened like 10 times in the past wow. year. I've got no money. And then I'm going to Bali the next month with 10 grand to give away. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. But I think it can be hard. So I had MD Motivator. Have you seen him? I reckon I might have. Yeah, so, yeah. 15 mil on TikTok, 3 mil on Instagram. He reached out to me. I was at school. So I started this in <laughs> school. So to know to people like starting something like this in school is the hardest thing ever. Oh, man, I can't even yeah. imagine it. Like the cop you would get. Like, Oh, yeah. Lots of laughs, lots of hate. And it was hard. But I got a text message. I started these hugging videos. I got a text message from him. He had 100K on Instagram, uh, a couple hundred K on TikTok. And he said, I love this hugging video. Can I do one? And at the time, I was like, yeah, no worries. What I noticed is I'm still friends with him. I, you know, still talk to him. But like seeing someone like that in a way copy my art and now be as successful as he is, it can be hard because he is traveling the world. He is earning genuinely 50, 100K a month. I know because his videos, he's putting five grand back into some videos, each one. Like he's doing stuff with... I had an opportunity to hang out with Jason Derulo in Bali. He got it instead of me. Okay. So, like, it can be tough. Yeah. But I think at the same time, I've got to go, well, like, I'm 20 years old. This guy's 10 years older than me. Mm. Like, I have such a strong future. I'm not going to dislike him for that because he is doing amazing things in the world. And that's all that really matters. Like, it can get tough at times. It can feel like I'm falling behind. But at the same time, like... The reason I do this is for kindness and for love and to help others. That's what I need to focus on. So, like, who cares at the end of the day? Mm. But it can be tough and it can feel like you're falling behind because in your quiet months, you have people messaging you going, you're falling off. You've, you're not doing well. Yeah. And it's like, but I've got this far. Like, you yeah, know? And you're further than most people ever yeah. get. And like you yeah. said, your age is so young. And we'll talk about the future 
for It Sizer shortly. But something I just want to go back to because it pricked yeah. my ears up at the very start of the podcast. You mentioned prank videos and YouTube. What what was the initial thinking there? Was was it like, I don't know, do you follow Shami and, and those boys? Was it that kind of those pranks or? Yeah, I guess I was just, to be honest, being that kid with a disability and losing his Arnie to suicide, you get pretty lost in your life at times. Not anymore, but at that age, like... I just didn't know, I guess, who I was. But I didn't want to be looked down on as a kid who had a speech impediment. Yeah. So I just wanted to put myself out there. As an, like, enter- as an entertainer. As an entertainer yeah, yeah. and make people laugh. And it, it was never like like harming people or harassing people. It was like funny, lighthearted stuff that made people laugh, yeah. cringy stuff. But like I just To never, be honest, I love that kind of content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never wanted to be looked down on as someone who couldn't make an impact. And sometimes it just takes a while to find your niche and find who you truly are. And that's a benefit going through that stage um, to where I am today. I'm glad I did that because I found out who I really was and what I wanted to do mm. with my life. Like I went into year 12 having a couple hundred K on TikTok, struggling with my mental health, being depressed. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do in life. Like I hated school. I hated school. And, you know, it was so focused on grades and like being successful. And I hated that. So it was amazing at the end of year 12 to like, that's when I moved away. I dropped out. I still finished. I did online school for a bit and I moved, I moved to the Gold Coast just with a dream. And then since then it's taken off a lot, you mm. know. I just had to like distance myself from everything that happened. What does your family think? Are they, they must be proud or? Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very close with my family. So I, at times I feel bad. Like my older brother always wanted to be a YouTuber. So like it can be hard going, fuck, like I wish he could do this with me even. Or you know what Does I mean? He, what do you want to? How, when you no, say older no. brother, is he much older? Or? Yeah, 25 or so. So okay. he runs a fishing channel, like got a couple K subscribers. So sometimes... I feel bad, like I'm like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I saw him always putting so much effort in. But yeah, I think my family are very, very proud of who I am. You know, they're very proud. They're Christian themselves, so they love the giving back message. But now they're very proud of me. I receive a lot of support from them. I miss them a lot. I guess being away from them can be very hard at times, but... Have you felt jealousy from your brother at all? Like if he's trying your hardest, do you sometimes maybe help him in terms of like mate this has popped off for me try this yeah yeah definitely i give him a lot of tips and a lot of advice because he was always pushing me uh, with the afl side of things so yeah so next kind of chapter for you 10 years time do you want to stay doing something similar do you have a big vision your style of content do you want to maybe change that or do you see it changing what do you see yeah so i think the biggest thing for me I've always been so focused. I did a trip to Bali. I did a trip to Bali. It would have been October. And I was like on the plane there going through the airport. And I'm like, honestly, like so many of these people are like, yes, Bali people love Australians. But at the same time, it kind of feels like a lot of them are taking advantage of the culture. Yeah. And like going there to get pissed on cheap alcohol. And I was just in the airport and I was like, there's some really drunk guy. And I was like, 
talking to me and I was just like, fuck this. Like, I'm going here and I am making an impact. I want to show that like that shouldn't be the only reason we go there. So I went there with a mission to spread kindness and I had never, ever, ever received so much support. I had shopping centers texting me saying, oh, come in, you know, for some free stuff. Like come, come support us or come over to my house for dinner or come to our cafe. I've never had that in Australia, that support. Like, yes, I've had, oh, come on this experience, but them just wanting to give back, like touches my heart and that culture. So I think a big focus for me is heading there quite often to yeah, give okay. back because money there goes so far and it can make a change in someone's life. So I want to actually go there. I want to open up fundraisers. Like I want to help families who are struggling, maybe blind people and just do stuff over there because i had messages over there like i think in australia if there's a lot of people to help but it can be challenging like you have to reach out through charities money doesn't go as far so i think i'm very touched on heading to bali in the next few years and making an impact there and then i think in the next like 10 years i think just you know, starting long form on YouTube, having like one of the biggest like podcasting channels in the world, like having my own Netflix show and then just traveling to places to give back that really need it. Like I'm looking at going to Cuba, India, those sort of places yeah. because you do feel a lot more love. Like in Australia, our culture, honestly, most of the time, like – I hate saying this, I'm an Aussie, I love Australia, but a lot of the, maybe not culture, but a lot of the kind of instinct is to always bring people down Yeah, talk with success, syndrome. you know, and not many other places are like that. No, And that can be really, really tough for people when, you know, there's so many people out there in Australia, uh, in the world who are, well, Australia who are wanting to be themselves and they feel like they can't so that's a message to everyone that you can be and you can push through that because it is definitely you get hated on for doing what you want to do here mm. and it can be hard so I think going to Bali I just feel immense love and support from everyone there like you have school kids running up to you the biggest smiles on their faces like giving someone $500 I had a few encounters people hugging me and crying mm. for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes because it truly makes a difference yeah. so like if I can maybe create like you know save up some money here you know save up a hundred grand of donations I don't know and just head to Bali and give it all away like I want to do that yeah and see where that takes me I think and just traveling to countries that really need help because I think it still hasn't been touched much like in the kindness realm and in creators you know, there's a lot of helping people who need it, but going there's not many people going to other countries like that mm. really need help because of safety as well. But like I'm willing to risk that to make someone happy. So I just want to, I think, travel the world, make long form YouTube, podcast, make it big, clothing brand, cafes even, kind cafes. Like try and make a difference and try and get that revenue so we can truly change the world. Like Mr. Beast, you know, yeah, yeah. But like in my own way. So. Mate. We're so excited to watch you uh, explode even more, mate, and help Thank even more you. people. I, I probably went off topic a lot today. That's who mate, I am. Mate, <laughs> no what stress. this is for. We, yeah. Mate, we want to just acknowledge you for, mate, the, the incredible work that you do and keep doing it. We know you're not going to stop uh, and there's going to be millions of lives changed because of you, mate. And you should be proud of how far you've come. 
Thank you, thank you. So, I really appreciate that. What are your uh, your socials? So for the people listening that, that might not have seen you, you know, give yourself yeah, yeah. a plug and So yeah, my Instagram, YouTube and TikTok is it's Sozza, so that's I T S S O Z E R. Beautiful mate. Well thanks for coming on and that's look forward fine. to staying in touch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll thanks go the, for having we'll go me. the footy, mate. I'll yeah. I'll get some guys onto you. Tommy Mitchell, who you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Sounds good. Thanks, Sam. Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.